Uh, I don't know why I'm here. You're here because you're always supposed to be here. He said he didn't want to be here. Pretty good place. This is going to be fun. What is that? Diez y ocho? Yeah, for sure. Diez y ocho. Popping it open. Marital. The Pop title open. is Marital <laughs> Strife. Good one. Jeez. What does that make you think of? Everything. Or what happens when you don't agree? <laughs> How do you handle cultural disagreements? How do you find a middle ground or continue to work forwards when something is in dispute? Give an example. Choose. <laughs> Heavily demanding. <laughs> Heavily demanded. Choose. What do you mean by cultural disagreement? Um. So, for Cat and Cloud, yeah, we have give three, an example. For Cat and Cloud, we have three. <laughs> owners, we have three owners. 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 Three owners, dude. Ornery. <laughs> oh. And so it's the question of what happens when we're working on a project or making a decision and. It often happens where people just don't agree on things. Um, for example, two Fridays ago, we were in our Friday meeting and we were talking about training. And Herman just didn't agree with something that Jen Swen was saying. Like, it was just a fundamental disagreement. And so how do you have disagreements and work forward on them? Or, I don't know if you three owners were ever working on... You never. just spent you just spent a lot of time working on the We've never values. disagreed actually. <laughs> never once. It's been smooth sailing. It's been so clean. perfect. Uh we are currently redoing our values and you guys as owners just spent a lot of time reworking them. Was there a time during all of that that you guys didn't agree or there was a disagreement and how did you either work through that or agree to disagree and move forward. The values were surprisingly Yeah, we're pretty dialed. Easy. Most of the I don't really think there were any disagreements in that. It was more about clarification. What's the best word or phrase for this? Yeah. In in that example. Friday is an interesting one because you've got two people on completely opposite sides of of the spectrum. Man, that's a tricky one. Marital strife, man. Marital strife. <laughs> I, I, I was also thinking about the time on a Friday meeting when we were talking about a specific policy that Chuck understood one way and you understood another way. Sure. <laughs> and there was just a, 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 you know, a disagreement, but then it, you know, it worked itself out in the communication phase. But still, it's just like, how do you deal with those? I guess if I'm playing the mental game of chess, it's like, well, you have the conversation. You have the conversation. You base it off of your values. You have a common understanding of what the work is supposed to be. Sure. And you go from there. That's how I would mentally play this game. But I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts I mean, on I'd, the topic. I'd say in general, if you have the right people and on the bus and in those seats that you're going to be able for the very most part to get to a place where there's an understanding and right. Not everybody always gets their perfect fairy tale direction. Right. But I think there's usually, we've mostly experienced this. There's usually a place where there's enough common ground where they're like, cool, that's, that's the best move for now, but it does come down to the conversation. It comes down to understanding each other's point of view. And then it comes down to hopefully, I feel like where it gets harder is where you have 
maybe less experience or less ability to talk about where the decisions are going to lead, where it kind of comes down to mostly just feelings in the moment. That's where I think it gets more challenging, where it's like, well, I like it this way and I like it this way. And neither party really has like a, if we implement X, Y, or Z, this is where it's going to play out in the long run. Those were the challenging, like, those were the challenging conversations are most challenging for me. Are you talking about compromises? No, I wouldn't even call it. Sure, it could be compromises, but where it's compromise where you don't necessarily have like a vision or an outcome or you haven't necessarily thought through how the process works and integrates. For me, that's always where it's the biggest struggle where it's just like, I like it this way in this concept, whether it's aesthetically or where it's um, literally just based on how I feel as a human being and like what I want it to feel like versus walking it through me. Like, here's how the implementation looks as we walk down the line of my decision or your decision rolling out, you know, like what's next, what's next, what's next. And for me, if there's not enough clarity or I can't find the clarity in where somebody's trying to go with the conversation, that's where I have the hardest time. It's just like, I just feel like you're saying a lot of things, but you don't necessarily have a, uh, a clear reason or a clear outcome. You just have a, a place you want to be next. That's different than the place you want to be here. Those that's, that's, I mean, an example, there's a many examples and it all depends on who's interested in what, but I mean, you could come down to the, we talk about it a lot. What's, what's the next best step to moving us where we need to go versus the perfect outcome of what this picture could look like. And because we look at this perfect or lack thereof, we just stop. We don't work because I can't make this thing perfect. So I don't, I don't move. That's, that's one for me. That's always tough. Yeah. Where it's like, that's hard because it's like, well, we both see this, the end result, but for some reason, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. That's like a slightly different example, but one where you can agree and nothing's happening. That's tough. Where, like, what's an example of that in real life? Uh, Like a great example would be something we need clearly, but we haven't either agreed to a real clear deadline or we haven't all agreed that it needs to happen at a pace that is necessary and so we kind of live in limbo it could be anything right it could be hr policies it could be a training implementation it could be um assessments like we have kind of things internally right now that are right kind of like almost ready to go but just not done that could be really helpful which we talked a little bit on a friday a couple fridays in a row yeah things like those things i think where but we don't always have answers, right? We always, that's always a conversation too. Is where to where are the resources and the time, et cetera. You know, that is always hard. Yeah, yeah. That didn't give you an answer. It gave you some examples of where I struggle with it, because I think everybody sees things differently in terms yeah. of priority and intensity of need. And I I think where I live, which can be good and frustrating at times, is. If I see three things that I think can change, I want them all done at the same time as fast as possible. And that doesn't always work for everybody. How are you feeling, Chris? feel great. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about... Marital stress? Yeah. About marital strife? Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. So from the perspective of an owner disagreements are interesting because the one of the things that's weird about being a business owner is that you have this thing that feels like it's directly tied to your self or your identity in some way shape or form and things go really well when you want to take ultimate pride of your work and you can put your stamp on it 
So if I can take something that we're working on and say, cool, I'm going to give this the Chris Baca seal of approval. This is A to Z. Boom. I back this shit all the way. That feels really good to me. Mm -hmm. But when you're working with a group of people, especially if you have partners, almost nothing is exactly like that. There's Mm -hmm. like almost nothing that I can say 100%. I'm like... This is exactly how I would do it if it were just me. There's levels of compromise that have to get made so everybody can approve mm-hmm. or agree. Yeah, and then there's 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 a couple ways you can think about it. In one way, you can think about it as a compromise where I don't get exactly what I want because someone else is, you know, taking some of that away. Or you could say um, there's three people who each have a vision, and by putting our brains together. We don't get what each individually wants, but we can create a higher level vision. Like mm. what we create is something better than what we initially thought was possible. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's and sometimes that is true, and then sometimes it does feel like a compromise. So there, there's a ton of. It might also not be a compromise based on. Uh, people might put limiting things on it. So, for example, thinking and creating a cafe. You guys might want the quality to be you know, at a certain level. And then Chuck might come in and set a budget and say like, okay, cool. But your cost of goods is too high. So we need to be under here. So there's just like the push and pull of what's required for the business sure. to run. Is that kind of. Yeah. I mean, comp- that's a, that's, that's a, like a, re- that's a really easy one to understand. Sure. And I think sometimes both of them are true. Like sometimes, sometimes it does feel like a compromise where I'm just like, shit, this isn't really what I wanted, but this is probably the best way forward. Or it seems like it's the best way forward. Yeah. Or maybe I don't even think that it's the best way forward, but everyone else thinks it is. And Th- then I those to, are the moments that I'm then I have to about. wrestle with the fact of, well, what's more likely that I'm right and everyone else in the room is an idiot, or maybe maybe <laughs> I have something to learn. And you know, I think that's an important thing to think because I can't be right all the time. And then sometimes it does feel like we are able to create a higher level vision. And I, you know, wrestling with that, you know, it's. I don't have a system for processing those things in my mind other than saying, well, to go back to what I was originally talking about. And I, this feels like it ties into like a bigger cultural piece that's happening in all these other ways. I mean, if you take something like a, a bio on social media, right? Okay, cool. You have an Instagram or you have a TikTok or you have a YouTube and then there's this like bio, right? It's like, okay, how do I write my bio? How do I take these hundred characters and squeeze everything that I am into this thing so that people completely understand me and know what I'm about? And the answer is you don't. It's impossible. You know, most of us are so many different things that no matter what we write, we can't encapsulate a complete picture of ourselves. Oh, yeah. So an extension of that for me has to be that I am not Cat and Cloud and Cat and Cloud is not me. It is completely okay to work with other people and to do things that I don't fully agree in if it's for the betterment of our organization. That doesn't mean that it like I'm not who I am. It doesn't mean that I'm compromising myself in some way. It just means that this tiny little sliver of what I do is just not optimized for me. And that's okay. We don't always get what we want all the time. So you said that there's moments where 
the other people, you might disagree with the other people in the room. And at that moment you ask yourselves, is everybody else wrong and I'm right? Or is there something for me to learn here? Is there a, an example of that where you learned something? Oh man, it's really hard to think of on the fly. Sure, no, I'm totally. sure there. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I would um, say specifically it's hard to think about, but at the the simple true answer is that every single time, right? I mean, if you're if you're an open minded business owner, every single time there's a deep discussion, you learn something or a new perspective, and you can. I'd even say to your to your point, like you might not get your perfect outcome in any capacity, but you probably could get a really important portion of that stamp into the mix and you then you'd be like oh yeah but that perspective over there makes a lot of sense and you have to like the bigger you get we're in this we'll, i'll call it i don't know growing pains in between stage where you're like we're not close enough to touch all the individuals in our organization but there are people who are and so if we don't pay attention to what they have to say and learn from it just assuming because we've been in this business for 20 plus years that we we know more like that's not what he or I ever do. Asking questions is one thing, but assuming we know better is actually un, like unwise if you do it a, and, and across the whole company, broad, broad strokes, broad scope. There are things that we're no matter what are going to know and intuitively will be able to help us you know, leapfrog farther down the road because of experience and because we know, hey, we've tried these 20 things that you're talking about many times over these are the two or three that have worked for us. And trust me, it's been 20 years. We know there's that part, you know, but then there's, there's things, the world evolves, right? It does. Like we're not going to be able to be finger on the pulse the same way we used to be when we were touching every place. And we say that every time, but that's, that's where we learn, you know, to me, that's where you check yourself and you go, I'm having feelings based on my experience, but the world has changed. And my experience isn't fully null and void anymore at all by any means, but it might not be 100% accurate where it used to be probably 99, 100% accurate on whatever somebody throws at me, you know? I don't know how to, this is way overly simple, but I don't know how to troubleshoot our Revel POS systems anymore and some of the internal systems in our cafe have evolved beyond my scope. Therefore, I'm unhelpful there anymore, right? Which should happen, which means I should not specifically tell everybody how to run those things anymore as again, a really grabbable, easy example. So if somebody comes to me like, Hey, this is not working. This is not working. This is what I think we should do. I'm not gonna be like, I don't know, dude. On the flip we side of that, do it like this on the flip side of that, it's good to have perspective. Right. And that's where you can challenge and be open and, and make yeah. sure that people aren't thinking inside the box, but by there's being too no, close. but there's no ego there where you're coming in going, I am right. No matter what you're I mean, coming. There might be some ego there to you, be honest. I think we all have some, I think we there. all have some <laughs> ego, but I think in that moment where you come in and you help problem solve, or somebody says, like you were talking about problem solving with the POS. Yeah. And you might go, oh, this was back in the day we did it this way. Yeah. Versus now I don't know what X, what all the, mm -hmm. what all the outcomes are. Um, but you might have clarity of, oh, well, we did it this way before because sure. of all these reasons. And maybe those have gotten lost in translation. Yeah, maybe overcomplicated so now. Having, there's opportunity. So having that. Oh, that's why there's a dog. Sorry, I saw a dog and it's on a leash. You did see a dog <laughs> because you did see a dog, dude. These are truths. <laughs> we agree on that. Great. And you no got two dogs there. right here. Double perros. It's a glitch in the matrix. So, for example, I was looking at our weeks one through eight tracker over the weekend. Never been trained in the cafe. You have never. Not. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I started making paper edits to it just because stuff felt 
it felt like there was extra stuff that could be like pared down or sure. simplified into one thing. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying I'm making decisions for other people, but it just was just some, some outside perspective so. of like, Oh, well these things kind of go together. So just state them the once. Yeah. So outside perspective of somebody in the cafe or when you're trying to make a decision as an owner group, somebody might have a different perspective that is helpful. It, even though you might not agree with it. Sure. Sorry, just bringing it back to no, the No, I mean, that's, that's an example that could go into discussion, right? Because what happens with a lot of those things, too, whether you did this or not in this context, there's a, there's a formulaic process to training that we have believed in, right? This might be what you did, it might not. And it won't be right or wrong even if you did. Oh, yeah. Because no. it's great. To, it'll be great to hear feedback. But things that we have done in the past, overload at the beginning, assume people have the context and the clues and the skills, and then, you know, it's hard. So instead of doing that, maybe you touch base on the same concept two or three times over over a six-month period and make sure you're touching back in and retraining. You may not be talking like this, but somebody might be like, dude, you already trained that. Why are we training it again? And if they don't understand the full concept, it's yeah. like we're making sure that the training sets in because we understand that you can study for a test and ace a test but not know shit. Yeah. And that's not – actually, that is, that is the, the concept behind a lot of training where I think there's an opportunity – but we can go too far in every direction. So, I mean, that's a great conversation I've had before, right? It's like, well, we've already done that. Why are we training them again? And I'm not saying you're doing that. Yeah, but no, no. That's it's... the first thing I think about when I hear edits on that stuff. So I'm like, I wonder if somebody who didn't have the context would read and be like, you trained espresso on whatever. Week eight, we'll say. Why are you retraining on espresso basics on week 10 or something? And then be like, well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And that's where you'll, you'd have a conversation and be like, oh, I get it. Cool. Or somebody might. How do you how do you communicate your perspective? What do you mean? With a lot of words and time. <laughs> uh, anyone's perspective in a moment is this is my intention for working on X, Y, or Z. For the eight, one to eight week training tracker, I was I was focusing on it from a perspective of I'm trying to format it into this passport thing. Sure. Which yeah, is yeah. which is a very skills based tool that we're creating and the one to eight week trainer tracker is very time-based teacher's edition too so probably. i was trying to make a time-based thing fit into a skills-based thing which great and so i was just trying to figure and organize it into a way that could work in both so that's my perspective that's how i'm looking at this project so how do you guys communicate your perspectives on any given project so that other people can ex un understand what you're seeing is important and what you're seeing mm -hmm. as the priority. Maybe that's a broad question, but it's, it's just a really for, broad question. In my mind, it helps me, it helps calibrate everyone to know where everyone's coming from. I don't know if I have an It sounds like you're that. asking, how do you have a conversation? Sure. How do well, you have a conversation as owners? <laughs> or how, well, or like what your, I mean, maybe it's what's your general style and delivery and, and like where you come from. Too, which I mean is a little bit how you have a conversation. Let me, let me see if I can come up with an example. I mean, I, I would, my gut feeling would be to say it depends on what I'm doing, who I'm talking to. Those two things are, would shape how I communicated any given thing. Because I wouldn't communicate exactly the same way every single time with every single project, with every single person. Well, why wouldn't you communicate the same way? 
Not as like a I question like you. It's just curious, right? Um, because different people respond mm-hmm. different ways to certain kinds of communication. Okay. You know, some people are cool. Like my default communication style would to be really blunt and straightforward. Like someone who I can, I feel like I could communicate with really well in my default communication style would be like Jen Swen. Like I could say whatever to her. She totally gets it. She's not taking things personally. She she's like there's this understanding where she gets the my native communication style yeah. really well. And not everyone is like that. I wouldn't communicate necessarily the same way to Mark. Um so it just depends on what we're doing and who we're doing it with. Um yeah. but keep going. Where are we going with this? Uh it's I think that's what you just said there is really it's a matter of learning who you're talking to and learning how you work with other people on your team. Like that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking of how do you share your perspective on a situation so that the other people you're working with can know where you're coming from or why you think things are important and being straightforward with somebody. That's a great communication style. Because then there's no confusion. Well, I mean, you can be straightforward in a lot of different ways, too. Because yeah. we have to be clear no matter what. Yeah. Right? But there's different ways of being clear. And sometimes I misjudge. Like, Charles and I had that disagreement in the meeting. And from my perspective, Chuck really likes to throw... Like, he doesn't mind throwing blows a little bit. Right? We'll go back and forth on things. And it almost feels like he likes the argument in some ways. And then we're both usually walking away. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I went way too hard, and he stood up and was, like, walking out of the meeting. And that wasn't my intention. That's not how I anticipated that going at all. That was a surprise to me. So on the fly, I was like, whoa, bro, where are you going? He's like, dude, you're just fucking talking shit to me. And I was like, ah, okay, cool. I've completely misjudged the situation here, <laughs> right? So I need to walk it back, and I'm just like, man, I didn't mean this, this, and that. I, you know, yeah. I was just – I was really passionate about it. It wasn't intended to be a personal attack, and th- – you know, I can totally see how it felt that way, and I wasn't trying to attack your character, and that was just a misjudgment. So that was, you know, we were having a miscommunication, and I made a misjudgment in that communication, and then we had to resolve it and move forward. Yeah, and that only took, you know, Ten two minutes, minutes two or something minutes. like Maybe. that all yeah. together. Yeah, like in front of everybody, which is which is great. Um, yeah, so it's okay to screw up <laughs> on those there's, things. There's some level of humility there to where it's I can learn. Well, I think would you I, say you're still trying to go in the same direction. That's, though. The, that's thing. the thing. Yeah, like, yeah at the end of the day, we're not trying to, like, to go somewhere different. Everyone in that meeting has the same goals. Yeah. Even last week or two weeks ago, yep. you know, it's Jen Swain and Herman going back and forth on this thing, and they're disagreeing on how to get there. But they both have the same goal. Like yep. we both want to be able to onboard people train them effectively in an expedient manner like that's the goal Mm -hmm. um and that is something to keep in mind that even when you're disagreeing with someone that you ultimately want the same outcome and uh, that was a funny one too because i had my own thoughts on it but at that moment i was just okay i'm just gonna sit back and let this play out yeah and see what happens and we didn't reach any kind of conclusion, it felt like. Um, and I saw certain things that were valuable in both sides, but 
in a situation like that, I just like, I would be completely happy to let either of them, well, have them work together on it if they wanted to and come up yeah. with a compromise or allow either of them to kind of run their play for a certain given amount of time. Almost like prove it. Yeah. Not in a negative way, but okay, cool. This is what I think. We can run this for a quarter and see what happens. And so there's that's where then so who would make that decision though, you know? Because they'd be like either one of them or they'd one of them or both of them would have to agree, like, let's go. They would make it together. Yeah, you would you would hope. That might I be mean, another part of this whole thing too, is like where do you what happens when in general, we get to places like that. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I was thinking about that when it was happening. Because yeah. the whole time, I just wanted. There was this fifteen-minute run. Well, maybe it was. Was it that long? It was. It was, it was a while. It was a while. It might. I might be exaggerating a little bit. Maybe closer to ten minutes. But I was really restraining myself from just jumping in and saying, "Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Yeah, we should do this, 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 and that." But I, yeah, I don't. You, you could argue that there's a, that I would be qualified to make that decision since I've sure been working in cafes for almost, you know, 20 years in some capacity and have done a ton of training, but I don't know. It'd be better if they came to it on their own, I think. And, and then one of them could either say, cause what's the value in having them both be like in a like a deadlock where neither of them is willing to move from their position. Like that's not valuable at all. And it's not a very adult way to be. And I don't actually think that would happen. I think if we gave it to both of them, they would figure out something on their own. Yeah. That they could both agree on and say, okay, cool. Or maybe they don't agree on it, but maybe it's like, okay, they find, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm going to let you prove it and I'll, get your back as much as possible to make it work. Cause if it works, that's awesome. Like if you're right and I'm wrong, great. We still win. Cause we both want the same thing. So let's throw everything we've got at this for two or three months. And then if it doesn't work, we can say that we tried and then there's no malice. You're not hoping yeah. somebody will fail. Right. You're not trying to sabotage them because yeah. again, it's, it's still less, you know, let's say we're going with Herman's idea, right? It's going to be less work for everybody if that just works out first try. Yeah. You know, if we spend a quarter running a play and that play works, out. works, everybody wins. We don't have to talk about it or think about it anymore. It's just established system. Yeah. So in that sense, even if it's not your idea, it actually still makes sense for you to try to support that person as much as you possibly can. Right. Yeah. What so. happens if both of the ideas could work? And we, or in general, what, what if, what if we get to those places where people are voicing whatever we're voicing, but we're not necessarily moving? Cause I think that's where I think about these things is it's like, these conversations are super valuable, but then there's the rest, there's like the whole company at large that's still either waiting on or needing direction from their leaders. And what, what might we do or talk about how we approach when both the ideas are good but what ends up happening is it's like a good conversation and everybody feels good at the end of the com- at the end of the meeting but there's there's like less integration plan you know it's yeah. like okay yeah dude i get you like we understand each other now i, hear I feel you. awesome and I, then we and just then walk they all away walk away well i think our best value in that in that scenario is again not to choose for them but to hold them accountable to say okay 
you are both really passionate about this and you both have your own individual ideas. By next week, we need you to work out which avenue you're going to take, who's going to be responsible, allow them to figure out the project, but to put a finite time limit on it and to make it say, like, just to ensure that it doesn't begin and end as just this weird conversation right, that floats away feels, feels into the wind. Everyone feels really positive, aligned, and then right. goes and works on their own things yeah. again. Who, who's it going to be? Report back to us because we need to move this way. Yeah. Who's, who's picking up the ball? How's it going to be? And running with it. Yeah. Right. And that's where I and that's what I was telling you earlier that I felt that on Friday at the <laughs> meeting. Yeah. I, I came away and was like, okay, cool. I'm You're going to grab I'm a ball? I'm going to grab a ball. Touch it. Roll it. Beat it. Bump, 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 yeah, bump, bump. That's the one. Bop it. Cha, cha, cha. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, there was. So, yeah, man. <laughs> just do it. Just, just communicate. Oh. I, the other thing that I was thinking of was you, Chris, you talked earlier about how stamping something of like, yeah, I, you know, agree with this 100% A to Z. I approve this. How do you separate yourself and your desires from the whole, from the, the bigger picture. For example, working on our building out our roastery. I had that cultural dilemma of this doesn't feel when I've worked with you on projects, Chris, I've seen you take them a to Z and you want everything to be perfect. But then the cultural difference at cat and cloud is you know, we do the best with what we can. We're always striving to be better, but there is no perfection. And so when I see things happen in projects where I can clearly see something that isn't perfect, but it's like I have to separate myself and just let it play out. How do you, how do you, how do you, are there, is there anything you do? that helps you separate yourself from those moments to where you tell yourself like, Oh, this is the system. I have to trust it. Or like for us, as an example, what I took away from the a conversation we had was I need to distract myself. I need to distract myself <laughs> from the things that I'm seeing because there's nothing that I can do about them in the moment. And it's not helping the bigger picture by me perseverating on them. Well, I just use perseverating. To be clear, I, I don't think that's what I encouraged you to do. No, Maybe no, that's what that you was came that was my takeaway from it. That was, yeah, exactly, yeah. So that whatever. was my takeaway, one hundred percent. I mean, and then the idea of perfect is a really, really tricky thing because it, you know, perfection doesn't exist. And in some, with some projects, you have way more leeway than others. So yes. one of the things that we've talked about repeatedly that when things are a hobby. You can kind of do whatever you want with them because you're not accountable to anything else. They exist solely for your satisfaction. Yeah. Right? So if it's a pet project, it's like, man, it can take three years. I can spend, you know, however much money I want on it because it doesn't have to have any return on investment. It's just a thing that I'm doing. Whereas with a business, you are... You you do have those things, right? You have a timeline, you have a budget, and you have... You have restrictions, and even in hobbies, you have restrictions, but they're you can walk through them a little bit more, you know. Um, but I think it's well, perfect and being proud of something don't necessarily have to coexist. It's That's like true. Everything that we've ever done here has been not perfect, yet 
I can You're look so at what we've done and say, yeah, I should be proud of all this. This is awesome. You know what I mean? Especially considering where we started. It's amazing. You know, there's nothing to not be proud of. I think one of the, one of the things, and I, tell me if I'm being too candid or you can edit this out, but from our conversation, one of the things that I was really trying to encourage you to do with the roastery build out specifically is trust the people around you, you know, and you, you really care a lot. And that's something that you say, you're like, I just care a lot. 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 And you do. And I believe you. And that's true. And the thing is, so does everybody else. Like sure. everybody else does too. And everybody else is doing the best that they can and doing a really good job. And we're all ignoring certain things that could be perfect to just get the thing done. So yeah. it's like when we're talking about moving into the roastery, you know, what's the best example? Uh, getting it done despite having a few little quirks be weird or have it taking three months and having everything you know, buttoned up yeah. and buttoned in. And it's like, for me, getting it done feels more perfect than doing it perfectly, yeah. but having it take a long time because the opportunity cost of having it take a long time, we just don't have that as a business. It's yeah. not better for anybody. It's actually worse for our customers and guests. It's worse for our wholesale partners. It's worse for our employees. It's just bad, it's, yeah. you know? Um, so, and, and it's really funny because me and Andre had like this moment last week where... <clears throat> He was standing in the roastery looking at it and like, it was almost like we've swept, swapped places because <laughs> he was just like, what's up with that? What's going on here? I got to, I got to talk to Nico. And then I was just like, it's going to be great. We're going to make it work. <laughs> well, that's like kind of the nature of the beast. I mean, for me, that's from having a whole long life of just having to adapt and like do the best with what you have and like resource management through this company. That's, that's what you have to do all the time or else you'll go insane. I mean, I probably liken myself more to someone like you who will, who will uh, overly pontificate on everything going on and try to figure it out. And that's super stressful. And at the same time, it is a little bit because this is, has been the combination of the hobby meets the career. So yeah, that's really that's tough for me. that's the other thing I was going to say. This is hobby meets career for me. So oh, let them know, dude. It's you too. I bet you always wanted to ride, drive freight. Uh, <laughs> That truck's backing up. But it's the same thing. It's like I have sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse the ability to kind of look at the whole picture and be like, how is this affecting the layers all the way down? And, yeah, there are sometimes times where you're like, I'm going to trust this contractor to do the plumbing and it might not be totally perfect, even though they've showed me three, three or four times how it's going to work great versus waiting and waiting and waiting and finding somebody else to do it. And it's like the plumbing works 95% maybe as good as it could have if we waited longer. But at the same time, it's just, uh, there's other people waiting on, there's people waiting on jobs. There's, you know, we're paying time, we're paying rent, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And it all is opportunity costs. So I often look at things in the context of what's the guest experience going to be like and the team experience and the leadership experience and try to triangulate in my experience and whatever, you know, what we have uh, resource wise and try to triangulate what's the best answer, including all of those things. And all those factorials are not real. It's not simple math. You don't get to be like, I'm going to do it like this. You know, it's like, if we make that decision, here's all the things that suffer here, vice versa. And then you try to put together like 
this is my best guess on what we should do. And that's, that's leadership movement. That's everything in a nutshell. There's no way if you're the farther up you go, the more you see and you're responsible to at the same time. So are everybody else. So you kind of have to do your very best to try to have everybody hit 80 to 90% versus have two places hit a hundred percent. And there's always somebody frustrated by that. And I, I carry a lot of stress from that perspective, honestly, as a business owner, because you're not, you're not able to make everybody hundred percent happy anywhere, but you can do a good job everywhere. Yeah, it's something <laughs> you guys didn't start this company to make yourselves happy. I'd like to, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah, you're making, <laughs> but it's not like you over everyone else. You're creating no. a space to work for other people. Yeah. I genuinely believe that we right. will make something that's better than the sum of the singular. Well, it, it, and it also, this is where it gets tricky because regardless of how passionate we are about it it is still a business and a business has a different set of circumstances and rules than a strict hobby does yeah you know it's like there could be a way where you, you know, maybe you'd be willing to make the trade. It, let's say if you were completely flush with cash. Let's say we're just multi-millionaires and this was just going to be a hobby. We just want to open up one store and have everything be incredibly particular. That could exist. Sounds very fun. Right? That could happen. Yeah. But we don't have that situation, so we have to make some sort of a... You're trying to create something that can sustain itself versus a hobby that you... Me. Yeah, and provide versus doing something that's just for fun that if it fails... Right. It's like, this is, we own this business, but it's also my job. Yeah. So if I don't have a job, a lot of things are kind of fucked for me. You know, people who work Uh, with us too, we want to help with too. So yeah, that's, you know, and that's on a, that's on a personal, I mean, we started with a trade. It's, Mm -hmm. it's even just having the three owners when we started, it's like it necessitates immediately some sort of scale. Yeah. To where have to have at one least store is not going to be able to support. And you can see that more now. It's like yeah. if we didn't have the size that we have, all the people that worked here wouldn't work here. Yeah. You know, our We'd executive team no wasn't, wouldn't be as big. We wouldn't have a lot of the team leaders. It would just be. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't think bigger is better at all. Yeah. But it's just knowing what you need. It's like, okay, we're starting straight up with three people who need to be able to earn some sort of a living off of this thing. And if it goes bad, there's a ripple effect. It's, you know, pretty big. And now, you know, the ripple effect kind of grows with when you grow and that's, that's frustrating too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's not ideal. Yeah. (laughs) At least not for me. You know, I like boutique things. I like things as small as humanly possible. Like that's, those are things I love. And we're not big, but we're not small either. Yeah. You know? But you can still do small things inside of the big. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you can find, you can find ways to express yourself while serving others, even if everything you do isn't a pure expression of yourself. You know, I don't see everything that we do as a pure expression of my highest form of art. And that's okay. Because again, I am not Cat and Cloud. Cat and Cloud is not me. But there are certain things within it where I'm just like, that's exactly what I love. And I'm really excited about that. And when those things come along, I can like take extreme joy in them. And when other things are there that aren't that, I can still be proud of them and be like, that's awesome. Hey, everyone. That's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. 
These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for being awesome. We'll be back next week.